Governors are fighting mask mandates while their constituents are fighting to live. Hey girls and guys, it's Brandy with an I, and this is Did You Hear the News? Well, shocking as it may be, the Senate actually did some more things this week and they passed the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. I know you guys never thought it would happen, but it did. And now that bill will be going to the House. There is pressure for Nancy Pelosi to bring that bill to a vote immediately. However, she's been pretty clear that she wants to bring that to a vote around the same time she does the reconciliation bill. Um, Also, so right after the bipartisan bill passed with a bipartisan vote that was all 50 Democrats and I think 19 Republicans they also the Senate Dems only passed the resolution for a budget reconciliation so that process has gotten started they've got until I think like September 15th to make it an actual like written bill um And once again, like I said, Nancy Pelosi is kind of using that as a bargaining chip. And I understand why she's doing it. Of course, like there are your quote unquote moderate Democrats and then there's your progressive Democrats. And it's like, okay, if the moderate Democrats are going to be in favor of the bipartisan infrastructure bill and the progressive Democrats are not, and then vice versa for reconciliation, they both have to happen, right? And so I think what Nancy Pelosi is saying is like, listen, until you agree to vote yes on this budget reconciliation because they need all 50 Democrats, of course, then no deal, Lucille. Uh, Apparently, there are some once again, quote unquote, moderate Democrats who are threatening to withhold their votes for reconciliation if Nancy doesn't bring the bill immediately. I'm like, what are, what are y'all trying to prove? What are y'all trying to prove? It was so funny. AOC <laughs> on Twitter was like, let's call them what they are. They're not moderates. They're conservatives. Like, they're always two steps away from voting with Republicans. They always kind of want to hold up the progressive side. So, I don't know. I just think it's rather interesting that they know. They know. Like, they know progressives are not going to be okay with just a watered-down infrastructure bill and none of the other things. I I, I say it. Every week, because it's like, if I can understand, then you can understand. Um, And so I get wanting to pass it like immediately. But it's like, if I don't have a guarantee, why would I do that? The margins in the House are slimity slim. And then the margins in the Senate are even slimmer. 
And at this point, it's like, okay, Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin want to win, of course. But then it's also like, what do you have to stand on if you don't do it? Like, if you don't get it done? Like, what do you take back to your constituents if you're like, okay, I held this up because I didn't want y'all to have universal pre-K and stuff like that? So, whatever. Um... As per usual, the uh, bipartisan infrastructure bill did have to go through that voterama period. Um, not as intense as a reconciliation, but there were like some votes that the Republicans wanted to hold so they can just kind of like try to trip up Democrats. It was really interesting. There was a moment where Tommy Tuberville, he's the senator of Alabama or Mississippi, one of those in the lower percentile. No offense. Those are the numbers. I don't make them. Um, He's been referred to as the dumbest senator, but once again, let's not call names. I'm just stating facts. Uh, He brought together or brought forth an amendment that basically said that if cities or states or whatever like local governments defund police, then the federal government can defund them. And it was hilarious because what he expected was the Democrats to vote no on that. So then they can run and say, you see that the Democrats want to defund the police. And Cory Booker got up and was like, listen, if it was appropriate, I would go and hug my colleague right now because he really just gave us a slam dunk. That's what he wanted to say, but it's not exactly what he said. That was the gist of what he said. Like, like you just, you thought you were trying to get us, but you just got got. And every single one of the Democrats voted yes. So now the Republicans can't go back to their bases and be like, look at how the Democrats want to defund the police. Now, There could be another conversation to be had for the fact that every Democrat voted yes on that. But we're going to keep it pushing. So, like I said, it was just like a a lot of votes that were brought to the floor by like some Josh Hawley's and Ted Cruz's and the likes that basically were designed to just kind of like get the Democrats on the record to see how they would vote. Of course, they brought up critical race theory just shenanigans critical race theory uh the defund the police thing the should immigrants test negative for covid or like should they be covid testing it's like of course like why would they come on like come on why would why would anybody say no they shouldn't be tested for covid like of course they should be tested for COVID. anyways um whatever the amendments or whatever i don't really think the democrats got uh as tripped up as the republicans wanted them to they all came together they passed the bill mitch mcconnell was behind the bill which once again anytime mitch mcconnell is behind something that is going to help joe biden i have questions anytime he's in support of anything that's giving progress or is helping the poor like i have Questions and concerns because I do not believe he's a good person. So anyways, they got that through the Senate. Like I said, it will now go to the House. Uh, It's basically 
up to Nancy Pelosi. Will she bring it to an immediate vote or will she hold off until next month when the reconciliation bill is basically put together and will go forth? It's anyone's guess, but I said it before on this podcast, I have a certain level of trust in Nancy Pelosi in that I do believe she knows what she's doing and I let her do that. So that's where we are with those things. Still nothing on the police, the violence and policing act front. Uh, Still nothing on the voting rights front, just infrastructure and vibes. So that's that on that. And so the president is really trying to do the best he can. He's got a lot going on. He's got to fight these governors when it comes to COVID. He's got the migrants coming in at the border. That's a crisis. He's got Afghanistan is falling like super fast to the Taliban, like way faster than anyone believed. If they believed it at all, I don't know why they thought it wouldn't happen. Well, apparently... President Biden says he didn't think it would happen because there were like 300 uh, Afghanistan troops to like the maybe like 75,000, 300,000 to like 75,000 Taliban or something like that. And so I guess he felt like they could hold them off. But it just feels like, and I'm not on the ground, I'm not there. But when you hear the reporting, it feels like the Afghan government is just like not even fighting back, which is really strange. It's like, what what's going on? I don't know. Maybe they got a strategy out that I don't know about. But so that's all happening right now. And like, so the president is really just trying to get it together. He's got to go back and forth with Ron DeSantis, who is just an absolute buffoon and a moron. You know what is so funny? I said... I said to myself, this was when it was, it had to be like a few months ago when COVID started to look better, right? And they were writing articles about how like Ron DeSantis did it different in Florida and like he was being lauded for like, well, did it actually work? And I said, no, it didn't work. And we're going to see how it's not working soon. Because I knew this was going to come, right? Since this virus has been out, I feel like they've been warning us about variants. So if you're not running to wear your mask, if you're not running to social distance, if you're not running to get a vaccine, what's going to happen? Variants are going to come to make the virus worse. And if you have a governor like Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott, who I swear to God... I don't know exactly what the prize is that they're trying to win. They're fighting really hard to get it. I don't know if it's the affections of the former president, if it's being president, something. I don't know, but they are fighting really hard with everybody's lives to win that prize. So if you're dealing with governors like them who don't want to mandate masks and things of that nature, then you're going to end up with a lot of sick people, a lot of dead people. And unfortunately, these days, a lot of children. Like, I I said it to myself, like, this is going to get worse. Like, it looks okay now. 
but it's going to get worse. I've been talking about Ron DeSantis on this podcast since the inception. This man is the same man that was rifling the vaccine to people that were rich that could give him money. And was basically like, y'all brokies can figure it out yourselves. Now it's the children. The children are getting sick. The children are going back to school. The schools are having to quarantine kids two days into the school year. They're having to start virtually. There are t- four teachers passed in a 24-hour time span in one county, in Broward County, Florida. 24 hours, four teachers, three teachers and a teacher assistant, three of them unvaccinated, one of them we weren't sure of the status, died in 24 hours. And this man is like, well, I'm, I got a fundraiser in Las Vegas, so I'll see y'all later. Fortunately, public pressure was like, hey, sir, you need to cancel that. And he did. But it's like, are you for serious? Are you for serious? And then, <laughs> like I said, he wants to go back and forth with Biden, like, they're both, I don't want to say they're taking cheap shots. Like Biden's not necessarily calling anybody out by name, but he's mentioning states. And then like, of course, the governors want to like bite back Ron DeSantis because he's a child. And then next thing you know, it's the governor's Greg Abbott asking for outside help. It's somebody, because Ron DeSantis says he does not know what anybody's talking about, but it's somebody requesting ventilators and stuff like that and getting them from the government and Ron DeSantis like I'm not aware of that I don't know what you're talking about to the point Jen Psaki had to be like well I can assure you we don't just send out ventilators for fun like we're not just going hmm I bet they'll need some ventilators let's send them she's like somebody requested them so they got what they requested so I'm like one, either Ron DeSantis is lying, which is bad. Or two, Ron DeSantis doesn't even know what's going on in his state. Florida is has more COVID cases than what was it like 13 of the lowest states combined. Florida and Texas now make up 40%. Last week, they were one third together. They're both now 40% of all COVID cases. Y'all know that's almost half, right? In a nation with 50 states. That's 48 other states. And two states are almost half of the COVID cases. And y'all think that these men are handling it the right way? For real. For real. So... (laughs) Shout out to President Biden because if it was me, like, I would be calling people out by name because at this point, like, stop playing. Stop playing. ICU beds for children are super duper scarce. ICU beds for anybody are scarce. Hospital beds in general are scarce. And you out here playing games. Ron DeSantis putting money into a rapid response team that can come out and give you Regeneron and monoclonal antibodies 
paying $1,200 to $1,500 for therapies when a person could just go get a vaccine for free. Like you could really just go tell people to get a vaccine. Like you didn't have no problem selling vaccines in the beginning, but now you can't even tell people to go get free vaccines when they're readily available. Why? Because it appeals to your base, but it's like, okay, if your base is dead, can they vote? Can it can they vote? If the children are dead, who's gonna vote for you? It just it's not making no sense. Like I, I have never in my life, in my lifetime, seen anything like this. It's just like F them kids. F them kids. I don't know if I mentioned last week, but it's like the Texas education agency saying, like, well, we're not going to contact Trace. We're not going to let you know if a child is positive for COVID. And if a child has been exposed to COVID, the parents can send the child to school. Like, do y'all care about these kids? Ron DeSantis tried to tell, <laughs> he tried to tell the local governments that he would defund them if they did mass mandates. Then he tried to tell the officials that he would not pay them their salaries. Come to find out, he could do neither of those things. And even if he did, Jen Psaki was like, well, we sent money to Florida for a plethora of things in the American Rescue Plan that we know have not gone out to where they need to go. So if we have to pay the officials, the school officials will do that. What are you what are you doing so badly to the point where the government has to be like we will pay your officials cuz you don't want to pay them because they're trying to keep children safe. At this point like all of the counties are just like, you know what, we can't even listen to what this man got to say because we have to think about these children because he's not. You got COVID running amok in Florida. You got tropical storms headed this way. And this man was really going to go to Las Vegas. He was really about to pull a Ted Cruz, get on a plane, and go to Las Vegas to fundraise. Why are you fundraising in Las Vegas on the other side of the country when your state is falling apart? What is going on? And that's what your president, Joe Biden, is dealing with. So, honest to God, I don't envy him at all. I don't envy his job at all because how can you how can you even deal with people who are so ridiculous? Like, how can you even deal with people that are so insane that they do not care if children die? Just to make a point. Just to make a point. And, like, children are being hospitalized more. They're dying more. I think I read that hospitalization for children's up like 550% in Florida. Either that or new cases. It was probably new cases. I think it was new cases. But hospitalizations are also up. And if you talk to the doctors, the doctors are like, we're seeing people who are sicker. And not only are they sicker, they're sicker faster. And it's harder for them because... Back in the day, during the original COVID-19, COVID 19, COVID 1.0, I guess you call it, like people were coming in 
and they were getting progressively worse. But now people are coming in and they are already bad off in a very short amount of time. And they need like intensive care. And there are any vets. And you got to ask for nurses and hospitals officials to come from out of state to help your state. Don't you think you're doing something wrong? I don't, I don't even I don't even know. I don't even know how they work with these people. It doesn't make any sense. And Republicans, they're all oh, let the states handle it. Let the local governments handle it until it's a mass mandate. And then it's no, you can't. You can't handle it like that. That's not that's not the way in which we want you to handle it. So we're going to threaten you until you handle it our way. That doesn't make sense. Like, the local governments know what they need. Let them go off of what they need. Like, at this point, I feel like we're like 90% or more of the nation are in red zones. Everybody need to be wearing a mask. I just don't, I don't understand it. I, I never seen such shenanigans in my life. Never. Speaking of shenanigans, a few things. This week, we also found out that Senator Rand Paul, who is just, I don't even have the words, honestly. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, who made a legit PSA that was like, hey, Y'all, listen up. Don't listen to the health officials. Don't wear masks. Don't get vaccinated. Just just ignore them. And I was like, what is going on? Like, it was legit dead serious when he made this PSA, obviously. Uh, and sent it out to, you know, his constituents. And number one, how embarrassing. Number two... His YouTube ended up getting taken down because he was promoting misinformation because of course. And then we find out that his wife, back in 2020, so it was back in 2020 at the time that I think the Senate had got briefed on COVID. But it was after the Senate got briefed, but before... The president basically came out and was like, eh, no, it's not a big deal. Even though he knew how bad it was. Because remember in February, he told Bob Woodward it was really bad. But then he came out and told us, don't worry, it's just the flu. Remember that? So in between that time, apparently his wife purchased stock in the company that makes Regeneron. If you remember... Just a few minutes ago, I told you Regeneron is one of those therapies used for people who have COVID. It's like an experimental therapy or whatever, or it's a medicine, basically. So it's used for people who have COVID to like help with the symptoms. So she purchased stock in that company that makes Regeneron that basically saw their profits run up. Like their stock price, of course, ran up within the past year 
And he basically did not disclose this information until the other day. So like 16 months later, I think they said it was. What? You can't tell me that there's no correlation. Like you can't tell me there's no correlation. Apparently it's like the only single stock that she purchased or they've purchased in a long time. You can't tell me. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But like you can't tell me that that's not significant to the fact that he is straight up hollering, hey, don't get vaccinated so that you can get sick so that you can go to the hospital so that you can use his medicine so that my wife can profit off of it. Like I'm so, I'm so sick and tired. I'm so sick and tired. You know who else is sick and tired? <laughs> Dominion voting systems. Dominion voting systems, if you recall, is a company that you, some of their equipment was used in those swing states in which the former president felt like he should have won, but he didn't. And then his attorneys started coming out with these crazy, ridiculous conspiracy theories against the man about how like they had something to do with like Hugo Chavez or Hugo Chavez helped them rig votes even though he's been dead for years and just Italian satellites I don't know something ridiculous so Dominion sued Rudy Giuliani Sidney Powell Mo Brooks and actually this week a judge ruled that they cannot have that case thrown out because <laughs> If you recall, Sidney Powell's defense was like, well, nobody in their right mind would like listen to what I was saying. Like, they should have known better. And I'm like, if that's your defense, then I don't see this going well for you. And apparently the judge didn't either. So the judge refused to throw out that case. So they already have this $1.3 billion lawsuit against those three. And I think Fox News. Well, now they found a lawsuit against One American News Network, OAN, or, and Newsmax. So, uh, just what a time. Of course, I think it was Newsmax. It was one of, one of them basically through their lawyer was like, well, we didn't necessarily perpetuate the lies. We just reported the lies which we all know that's not true that they were up there talking about how dominion systems was rigged and all that stuff and rightfully so dominion's like listen money talks like we don't even want to talk no more we want the money and i hope they get i hope they get every single bit of money they deserve because what shenanigans what absolute shenanigans for you to come out and say all these crazy things you already know you have like a rabid fan base of people who want who desperately want to believe them and now you've like ruined this company i don't know how they could ever come back i hope they can but i don't know how they can ever come back because of the ridiculous lies that these people told about their company so i hope they get out i hope they get every bit of the money that they deserve from them lying schemers, them grifting, lying schemers.
they deserve it. Speaking of a lion schemer, <laughs> New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, uh, he decided to resign. It was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. I'm glad he did it. What was not the right thing to do, though, was about 30 minutes before him resigning, sending out his lawyer with another PowerPoint presentation <laughs> to discredit the women who are accusing him. Sir, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, this lady is calling out each woman, each woman, I guess, that, you know, was public in the, the investigation and saying, like, basically the governor's rendition of the events that occurred. Like, oh, well, she said that, you know, he touched her, but while they were taking the picture, but look at the picture. Look how happy she was. Like, look at how crowded it was. No one would have ever seen, like, you know, he could have never did it without anybody seeing stuff like that. Just ridiculous. And I was like, this is embarrassing. Aren't you embarrassed? Apparently not. Uh, So, I was just like, at this point, I'm like, you really need to go. So, I was really glad when he... Came well, actually, I didn't know what to expect when he came out. I was like, Why are you here? So he can't, he comes out after her and he basically is like saying a lot of things about like how he just he's innocent, but because he loves New York so, 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 so much, he doesn't want to have to go through like the extra drama and all of that of impeachment because he was going to get impeached. And he was very likely to be removed from office. And I think he knew that. Uh, so he just was like, but to, to throw it back on them, he was like, I hate for them to go through all of that and just be embarrassed. Like he, <laughs> like he was going to come out the victor. Like, sir, you were about to be cut. You were about to be snip snipped out of there. Like, what are you talking about? So... He uh, basically gave his resignation effective 14 weeks from that day, which was Tuesday when he announced. And so New York is actually going to have their first woman governor. Her name is Katie, Kathy, Kathy Hochul. Uh, she's going to be the first governor of New York. It's going to be wild. New York's going to have a woman governor a woman lieutenant governor, and a woman attorney general, Tish James, keeping it real with everybody, shutting it down, slinging her hair. So I think that's great. Like, I think that's great. She's been preparing for this. So I think she felt it would come to this. She says she's ready for this. Good for her. Hopefully she'll do some good things in the time that she's able. Maybe she'll run. Maybe she'll actually become, uh, she'll be elected for a full term as governor. So good for her. I think at this point, that's the best thing you can do. Um, once again, COVID is on the rise, like everywhere. New York did a good job. I feel like, well, 
<laughs> Never mind. That remains to be seen because that's also another investigation that uh, Governor Cuomo is under. But they just really need to focus on other things. And that was just going to be a hot mess. I read earlier that they are actually going to just drop the impeachment proceedings, which makes sense because apparently they were like, you know, the only thing we could do is impeach someone and remove them from office if he's leaving office like it there's really nothing else for us to do a little different than the donald trump impeachment i believe because the point of the impeachment of the state was like they were literally going to remove him from his role and his role he's already leaving so they were like, we're not going to go through it. Like, we, we're we not going to take those extra weeks and months to do that when we it's not necessary. Some people were like, no, you still need to investigate. But you got to keep in mind, he already has, like, civil and criminal investigations against him. He's got the nursing home investigation. He, I might have said last week, but that could said the some district attorneys requested the materials from the harassment investigation and he already has one i think criminal case for the harassment investigation so yeah i think um unlike the former guy i think there really are actually already uh some investigations and stuff in place to where he could get further punishment than impeachment which would solely before removing him from office <laughs> people are wondering if he's going to run again <laughs> i don't put it past them i don't put anything past people but i don't put it past them i think he should give it up i think he should give it up um i understand like that's it's like his thing it's in the fiber of his being i guess to be in the public and you know be in politics it's it was a family thing like that's what he grew up in but i think maybe he needs to just stop and take a beat and go home and be with his daughters and try to figure that out he also invoked his daughters in his speech and i'm just like don't bring them up don't bring them up like apologize apologize to the women that you harass or you may feel uncomfortable apologize to the people working with you that you may feel uncomfortable and you apologize for the environment that you created that people either had to be removed from or had to just leave their jobs altogether because of how terrible you like apologize for that don't bring don't bring your daughters up like I, if it were me, I'd be like, Dad, don't, don't, don't bring me up. Cause I ain't did nothing. I ain't did nothing. And I don't need you trying to use me. Don't use me for your sympathies. Is basically how I feel. So at this point, I think he should just go. Like I said, I already told y'all last week, I, I felt like he needed to resign. I'm glad he is resigning. He is not taking responsibility at all. It's that thing that. I'm not going to say all of the older generation, but there are certain people like him in the generations prior to us that feel like, yeah, well, I could say that back in the day or like I could do that back in the day 
and nobody frowned upon it. But it's like, that's not, that's not how we live in these days. And for him to have used like the Me Too movement, <laughs> he like pretended to be such a champion for that. But now it's like, you can't reflect, like you can't look into yourself and see where you did something and you might have thought that it was one thing, but it turned out that somebody else perceived it different. And I'm a sociology major. And one thing they drilled into our head is that perception is reality. So if you perceived it one way and another perceived, another person perceived it another way, that's your truth and their truth. You're going to have two different truths. But you can't be like, oh, well, I didn't do nothing, but I'm just going to leave just because this is drama. Like, no, you have to take responsibility for, yes, my truth is different, but I understand that the truths of these ladies vary from mine in a multitude of ways. And I have to apologize for that because it was not my intent, but it's what happened. Like, how hard is it to do? How hard is it to do that? The former guy couldn't do it either. So I've seen a lot of parallels or like a lot of comparisons of Cuomo to the former guy. And I'm like, I'm not going to push back on that because they are very similar. Now, one of them, I think, just is outright a terrible person. Just a terrible person. I think Cuomo... Maybe not a terrible person, but use power in the same ways as the last guy and can't accept, can't accept responsibility because he feels like he's the good guy and he's just being misunderstood. <sighs> Anyways, a uh, good riddance for him. The people are really calling for CNN to do something about Chris Cuomo. I feel like I already said it before on this show. I I really don't have to smoke for Chris, Chris Cuomo like that. Of course, as far as journalistic integrity goes, no, maybe he should not have acted as like an advisor for his brother. Like, as far as journalistic integrity goes. However, I'm not going to sit here and be upset because Chris does not bring him up on his show. Like, that, I'm not mad about it. What can I expect this man to say about his brother that I'm going to feel is going to be genuine? Like, if he drug his brother through the mud, I wouldn't feel like it was genuine. And then, like, if he said nice things about him, I'm going to be like, well, you got to because that's your brother. Like, I really don't see... I don't see any way that it works well for him to bring up his brother and cnn talks about it every hour on you can watch 24 hours of cnn and 23 hours they're gonna bring up andrew cuomo you can you can be okay with not hearing about him for an hour you can be okay with it because what can you trust his own brother to say like can you I don't even, I wouldn't even want to watch that. I just think it would be weird. I just, and I think it's weird that y'all want him to say something like that's just, that's just strange. Like, I can't, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me, but I know some of y'all like chaos in any form possible. So it is what it is. But it's like, you're, 
you're on a station and your colleagues and people that you call close friends already have to report on the fact that your brother's out here being a creep. Like, I think it's enough. Like, I think it's okay for Chris Cuomo to talk about COVID his whole hour, his show, and then tee it up to Don Lemon and Don Lemon go immediately into how his brother is a creep. Like, that works for me. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm, but I'm not everybody. But that's okay with me. I'm just, I'm, I can't, I'm not going to be outraged about Chris Cuomo doing what I guess a normal brother would do. I just, I don't, I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> One thing I cared so little about yesterday that I almost completely forgot and didn't even notice was yesterday was August the 13th. I'm recording this on a Saturday and yesterday was August the 13th. And that was supposed to be reinstatement day if you're lucky enough to not know what i'm talking about i envy you number one number two come over to the dark side and let me explain <sighs> part of the QAnon or whatever they're calling themselves these days group of conspiracy theorists uh, beliefs is that the former president is going to be reinstated I don't know how or when or why they believe this, but that's what they believe, that the former president is going to be reinstated. And apparently that day was supposed to be yesterday. Now, let's not even, you know, talk about the fact that there's nothing in the Constitution that talks about reinstating a president. Like there's no constitutional clause for reinstatement. It's when you're out, you're out. When you're out, you're out. That's it just is what it is. And so this day has come. Now, fortunately, as far as I know, there hasn't been any violence. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. It's been quite it's been kind of quiet. That's why it was like so surprising to me because I kept I kept going like, oh man, August 13th is gonna be a mess because it's gonna come and go just like every other date they give and the former guy is not going to be president again and like what are you going to do what are you going to do but once again surprisingly quiet so i was just like hopefully and it's probably not true but hopefully those who believe in like that crazy extremist part of um the president's legacy maybe are dwindling maybe they're letting it go but then i i see an article talking about like the chatter on the internet and how it's like not really getting any better it's kind of getting worse and how they're talking about like every time something doesn't go their way or every time they feel like something isn't right they're like we gotta fight this like we gotta take on the government they're crooked they're shysty we can't believe them and it's like okay well black people have been saying that for a long time but okay like black people have been saying that about the government for a long time and now because the government lied to you suddenly it's we can't trust them but in the opposite 
it's like we can't trust them because this this side of government lied and this side of government's actually living by the truth and they're the ones who are in the wrong. Not the whole guy who was the president who lied and said that the election was stolen from him, even though it wasn't, even though Mike Lindell is trying to hold symposium after symposium after conference, claiming he has the proof of election fraud and it never showing it. Like, even though all of that is crazy, even though you hear about Italian satellites, even though you hear that the Chinese hacked the machines and changed the votes, even though you hear all of those crazy things, it's never, you know, guys, maybe we should start using our common sense. It's always, you know what, guys? They're not listening to us and our shenanigans. We need to set it off. And it's just like so tiring. It's so tiring. It's so embarrassing that not only do people believe this, but the former president is like ginning it up. He's like, hey, y'all, like, you know, we're going to be back sooner than later, sooner than 2024. And it's like, sir, that's not going to happen. It's not possible. And now... (laughs) Elected officials are trying to counter that, but they can't because they lie for so long. Rep. Dan Crenshaw, I think he is of Georgia. If you don't know him, he um is a military veteran. He wears an eye patch because he lost an eye uh, during military combat of some sort. And uh, he is a Republican representative, like I said, I think in Georgia. Now he's an interesting case because his district is gerrymandered in the most interesting way. It actually looks like the letter C. Like if you look at it on a map, you'd be like, yeah, that's definitely gerrymandering. And I see some racism in that some way, somehow, because, you know, everything's related to racism. Anyways, so he's in this crazy gerrymandered district, which is probably how he won because that's how gerrymandering works. And he's, at some kind of a event or whatnot, and he's like, "Listen, the former president is not coming back in August." And the guy's like, "You don't know that. You don't have proof. Arizona's gonna." He was like, "Yeah, Arizona. The audit in Arizona didn't prove anything." He's like, "No, it's going to flip." He's like, "He said Arizona won't do anything." Flipping Arizona is not going to change the results. No, they're all going to flip. All the battleground states are going to flip. It's like y'all are honestly sitting here believing that something is going to happen to which the votes are going to change. And then it's going to be proven that Joe Biden didn't win those five states. And then Donald Trump is just going to be like, see, told y'all suckers, I'm coming back to the Oval. Like, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Once the election results are certified, that's that on that. That's that on that. Y'all think these people are going to show up to the White House or wherever and just start packing Joe Biden's stuff up? 
so Donald Trump can move back in, so Melania Trump can terrorize us again with her Christmas decorations, so his daughter and her husband can come in and make a, another hundreds of thousands of dollars somehow in the White House, so his son can holler at us looking like he's on the finest of drugs. I don't think so. I don't think so. I am tired. I am tired. I am glad yesterday was quiet. I hope that doesn't mean that they're secretly planning something big. But it's just like, at what point do you just be like, you know what? I think we might have been had here. I think this is crazy. Like, I think it's enough for us to look up in the news and see that a man has killed his children because he believed in QAnon and that his wife had lizard DNA and had given the children her lizard DNA and now the children were going to grow up to be like lizard monsters and he killed them. Like, Is it not enough to see stuff like that and be like, y'all, maybe, just maybe, what we believe in is just not it. Like, how do you not see that? <sighs> Best of luck to all of those who have just fallen down the rabbit hole to the point where they would rather not take a vaccine because they believe that it has magnets or a chip, even though they have a cell phone and google home and alexa and all of those other things that track them and people who believe that there are literal lizard people running the government and eating children and drinking their blood but are also pedophiles i don't know just like it sounds crazy to me but it don't sound crazy to them and that's what that's what's heartbreaking. That's what's really heartbreaking. So uh, I don't know. It's like, do we celebrate that the day didn't come? Do we wait for the next day? Like, has the goalpost moved again? I don't know. I don't know. I try not to keep up with those shenanigans as much as possible, unless it could be of some concern to our public safety. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> I don't want to laugh. I don't want to laugh, but it's just like, that is crazy, y'all. That's crazy <sighs> to believe those kind of things. So anyways, uh, I guess we can celebrate that we survived another reinstatement date. There have been about three or four so far that have come and we've made it. And the former guy is still not in office. And I think that's really all that we can do is celebrate that in the midst of all the other crazy that we have going on. So thank you for listening to the podcast this week. I really appreciate it. If you like the podcast, leave me some ratings on uh, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. I think you can leave ratings. Um, you can follow me on Facebook at D-I-D-J-A, Hear the News, and on Instagram. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. 